Hey friends, it's the Saturday edition of the Incredible Hulk podcast as we continue our uh, 21 quarantine podcasts. I need to work on that title. But today we are talking to my dear friend, Michael Gray. He and I have been friends for a long, long time. Um, we sort of sparked up a friendship through competition uh, here in Grand Rapids. He and I competed when I was at WSNX and he was at KLQ and we have been friends ever since. And so I, I wanted to get his perspective. He is always the guy I turn to when we are in times of crisis or times I have questions to kind of gut check what I'm thinking about the world today. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with my dear friend, Michael Gray, husband, father, broadcaster, and now third time or fourth time on the Incredible Hulk podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Always don't tell television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think I'm good, you know. Um, you, well, I mean, you and I have had a, a series of text messages, right, that um, it, right. De- it really depends on the day <laughs> or in some, the cases, hour. Um, some cases the hour, yeah, that, um, yeah. you know, what this is like. But I think by and large, um, yeah, uh, by and large, having the, the kids around all the time is something that I don't think I'll ever look back out and think was was bad at, at all, right? right? So... Um, I think it's fun to kind of go for a walk with the dogs and the kids in the middle of the day. And which I know, like given your, your broadcasting schedule, you've been able to do some of that stuff even without a global pandemic. But for those of right. us who work nine to five, it tends to not be a thing that we get to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. <coughs> Sorry, I got a pretzel going down the wrong way. <coughs> Realizing that the most terrifying thing I can do right now is cough. Um, <laughs> Well, at least we're not in the same room, right? We're like twelve yeah, states. No, we're I, twelve states away, so I, I would be less of a threat if I, let, you know, let three rounds from a twelve gauge go on a crowded sidewalk than you would be coughing uh, in right. public space. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, part of me wants to think this is the level set you and I have talked about for so many years that people are going to maybe tune themselves into stuff that really matters, but uh, then the rest of me kicks in and goes, you know, fifty seconds after this thing is. Uh, resolved itself however it's resolved itself um you know i imagine people going right back to fighting over uh microaggressions and fantasy football so uh those were those were better times <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you that <laughs> well they're definitely nerfier yeah yes. they were softer for um sure. yeah it's you know it's it's interesting because yeah you when you spend all like I, i'm spending lots of days talking to businesses and businesses of varying uh genres or as we would call them verticals right um they're all responding differently and and for those who um this is just isn't affecting in a catastrophic way it's it's having the pivot in a more positive way it's interesting to hear how um not i won't say day-to-day that's not fair at all but like to your point i you know i think some people will make drastic changes but by and large when we get back to normal we'll get back to normal i i think whatever that looks like yeah yeah, whatever that looks like, you know, and, and it is interesting, I think, uh, you know, to use your parlance in the, the different verticals, 
the thing that I keep seeing, no matter what it is, whether it's something that's uh, that's been you know very adversely reflect, affected or not affected at all, and, and in some cases, if you own you know stock in Charmin or Costco, you're doing just fine. Right. Um, or Zoom at this point, right? Yeah, Zoom's doing great. Uh, you know, I, I think you see the humanity in whatever those things are, no matter how big they are, no matter what how small they are, uh, from mom and pop shops. To, you know, and guys that are now doing curbside takeout just to stay, uh, keep the lights on to major corporations like, you know, the airlines and whatnot, you, you get to see the humanity of all of it in a different light when this sort of thing comes down that is, it's just universal. It's unavoidable. Nobody can go, oh, I just, I, I don't, don't care, you know, uh, right, to use the right. Jay, the Jay Cutler meme um, where they just like, ugh, dude, I don't, I don't like Marvel movies. You know, you get you always get that guy in every conversation. Yes. Uh, Nobody gets to not care. And so that's an interesting that's an interesting prospect when seemingly at some level, everyone has skin in the game. Yeah, uh, that is that's that's certainly the interesting part. And and I think you and I have spent the last two weeks texting back and forth. And and the scary part of this is not only that everyone has skin in the game, but unfortunately everyone seems to have an opinion about said skin in the game (laughs) yeah yeah um which which makes it really hard to to figure out what's going on not and this is what i was saying to brian kelly a couple episodes back right like not even if you are somebody who has made a habit in their their consumption of news to check multiple sources you also have a problem trying to figure out what's going on even if you've been diligent right yeah, there's there's so much conflicting info out there, you know, and I think for me, uh, the thing that the thing that I finally focused in on was the, you know, the science of the thing at large, you know, in, in the, the raw data, infection rates, mortality rates, uh, confirmed cases, how you know, testing parameters, all of those things. And then it comes down to, you know, what are you what, what are you willing to do? What are you what are you willing to do to make sure your family is safe? Um, you know, I tend to be that guy that always kind of rolls his eyes at whatever the disaster is like, OK, well, you can build a house that burned down. You can buy a car that was stolen, that bruise on your eye where the guy punched you will heal like all of those things. And with this, I find myself uh, responding a little bit differently. You know, it's uh, again, it's that level set. It's been uh, uh, a bit of a control alt delete for me and sending me, you know, straight to the drawing board on, on what matters. Um, you know, I've got an 11 year old with chronic asthma and I can't stop thinking about it. Right. And, and, you know, so I've become, I've become the germaphobe that I've spent the last, the better part of four decades making fun of, um, you know, everything in my life smells like Lysol wipes and bleach. (laughs) Um, right. (laughs) It's some sort of horrible combination of like, a public swimming pool and lavender. Right. Um, yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's a terrible combination. It's not good. It's worse than Axe body spray. It's awful. Um, so I, but I'm, you know, I'm doing that because I can't stop thinking about that thing. You know, I can't, I can't stop thinking about, okay, what, what are you, what are you going to, what's the, you know, what are you willing to do to make this, you know, to make this risk as minimal as possible and to mitigate this thing. And even though I'm here in Montana and even though, I think today we topped 51 confirmed cases, uh, no one hospitalized, no, uh, no fatalities here in the state. Uh, you know that anywhere that it's building, it's building, and eventually you hit that exponential curve and those things explode. 
And I, man, I, for the first time in my life, I'm fully focused on one thing. It's my family. We've locked it down. I'm kind of up here on top of my little mountain um, with a freezer full of food and just kind of watching the show. Uh, and it's a weird place to be in after so many years in radio and participating in so many different things, some of which you and I, you know, did together at one time in our careers when things like 9-11 happened. Yeah. Um, and having and fostering that conversation, which you're still doing uh, and you're to be commended for that. Um, it's a little bit strange to resolve to just get quiet and and find my corner of whatever the you know, my, my little corner on this globe and just hunker down. Well, but I, I'm finding that that's also an important facet of this is the ability to get quiet. And, and um, I will get the day wrong, my friend. But uh, I don't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. You tweeted that you had like you had did it wrong. Right. You'd spent like 10 hours on Twitter. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and but it, it's it's interesting. You know, I have been I've created this habit that once a once a week during the weekend, we will do a digital Sabbath, right? We'll just put the devices away. But you you find, even I find during this, it's very difficult to do that because I've got parents that are over the age of 70. I've got parents who right. smoke, right? Like, um, so to your point, like you're, you're thinking about all of these things and it, it becomes very difficult to get quiet, even though that at times feels like the best thing. Like the, for me right now, that like eleven fifteen at night till about midnight where everybody is asleep and everything is done and I can just kind of sit and and be is paramount. Like the other day, I mean, I know you guys have different weather than we do, but the other day we, we got a, a spring snow shower. I think it was Sunday night, it's Saturday night and it's a Sunday, Sunday morning. And like just to be able to sit there with the dogs and just watch it snow and not have a dinging phone or any of that stuff was right. like was probably the moment where I'm like, okay, I, you know, maybe everything's going to be all right, right? It's still snowing. I'm still enjoying snow. I can still find wonder and joy in the world. Um, now I can go to bed, right? Yeah, and well, there and there are two things there. One, Digital Sabbath, fantastic potential name for an Aussie cover band, um, <laughs> an so, Aussie Christian cover that. band, right? Like, <laughs> it would just be fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and, and all by handpicked banjo. Yes, um, right. So, and then, you know, the, the other thing is, I think maybe the devices and the, at this point, it's what you use the tool for. And, and it was this last weekend. I, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell happened to me. I just sat down on the couch and I started going down and, and now I know from all these firsthand accounts in places like Italy and Spain, or at least people that claim to be, you know, firsthand first responders, uh, what's going on in these, you know, in these ICUs and what's going on in these people's last moments. And it just completely wrecked me. Um, and it, and it's continued to, I mean, you know, days later, I can't get it out of my head. Um, and then Sunday came and we had a, we had a, a pretty good morning snow going. Um, and up here in the mountains, you know, where I live, we got, we got four or five inches of snow and then it was 45 degrees. It was gone by three Right. Um, before that moment, it was coming down hard. And I've got these two brand new Alaskan Malamute pups who are obviously all in on that. I'm like, you know what? Today's got to be different. It, it has to be different. You've got to separate yourself from that. So I, I don't know if any of us are going to be able to give up the devices. You know, your, your Sabbath is great in a normal yeah, uh, functioning no, sense. Right. But right now, it's everybody's lifeline. My, my wife is a vice president at our local hospital. Um, I don't mean to tell you, but her phone just stays plugged in now. 
right. <laughs> like the battery, the battery's dead every five minutes. Right. Um, you know, because she's a VP of communications for St. Peter's health and, um, it never stops. And that's, you know, that's another layer to this for me, because right now, you know, my, my silly radio career and, and making jokes in the morning and all of that other stuff, um, has had to take a back seat. You know, the, the kids aren't the only ones that need a support system right now. And so using that phone, using that device to do things like to reach out to family. Um, you know, my daughter found a children's section of Facebook and where you can do essentially FaceTiming through your parents page. And that way your yep. parent, your yeah, yeah. parental controls are there. You can yep. confirm who they're. She connected with old friends of ours that we hadn't talked to in three years through their kids. <laughs> and all of a sudden she's like, Hey, Wendy and Brett said, hi. I'm like, are they in Pennsylvania? Like I, these are people, you know, we hadn't talked to in three years. Um, so the, the, the tool can be very, very functional. And you and I have talked about this a ton, you know, you can take a hammer and build a house or you can take a hammer and cave your own skull in. Right. It's still just a hammer. Um, so I think we've, you know, maybe we'll learn something about the, you know, the, the potential for this digital thing that we've been given and having all of humanity's knowledge in your pocket and all of those things. And maybe it won't just be this kind of festering sore on social media all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and I keep thinking that same thing, right. As, as all of these companies are pivoting and trying to figure out how to do virtual meetings and what does that mean? And you see some companies thriving in that environment and some struggle, right. The, the companies that, um, don't really have an infrastructure to, uh, trust but verify right where they don't really know what the employees are doing or don't have an, a, an ability to check in on them and i don't mean that like yeah. in a spying way but like cheer them on right to your point like for somebody and for those who don't know you like you're a dude who reads a ton and and is as educated on the subject that you want to speak on as physically and humanly possible so for you to get sucked into it is a big deal not to say that you're impervious to it but We've got employees that that probably sit in their basement by themselves all day long, and and it's easy to get kind of pulled into the well, so to speak, yeah. if you're by yourself. And th these companies, a lot of them, just aren't suited to to manage not only the virtual part, like everybody's got to do their stuff from their laptop or their phone, but now I've got to care for humans that I can't actually see, touch, feel, right? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that comes back to the, to the humanity of the situation, because what I've, you know, what I've come to appreciate, whether it's uh, whether you're talking about political leadership at the local, state or federal level or corporate leadership or, you know, being in a family, your leadership abilities and style will dictate how you come out of this. Um, and poor leaders are going to be exposed almost immediately in a situation like this, right. You know, if you, if you didn't have your shit together, um, it's going to be really, really obvious when the lights get bright. And I think that's happening on a lot of levels. And I think that's the challenge in front of all of us. Uh, you know, whether or not it's, it's as a parent or as a spouse or as a business owner or an employee or, you know, an elected official, name it law enforcement. I mean, that's, I keep coming back. I mean, we've got cops that are guarding toilet paper. I mean, it's, this is where this is where we are in 2020. You've armed police reminding people they can only have one bale of toilet paper at Costco. Um, you is know, that, do they really you, call those things bales? Because that, that just I, made, I, 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 I do. Hence, <laughs> henceforth, I will refer to them as bales. 
you know, I mean, it's just if you're if you're not completely put together, if you don't have your head on your shoulders um, and you can't peek around some corners and, and understand what makes people go, you're going to struggle with this and, and it's going to be a problem. And I think, you know, we're just kind of starting to understand that we've seen the gong show in Washington um, and sometimes in various states. I know Tennessee and Kentucky have got some kind of contentious, you know, battle going over whose governor did it better. Um, and if you're not, if you're not a good leader, this is going to be a really bad time for you. And I, and I think that exists on a whole lot of levels and just kind of connects the whole thing again with that, that strain of humanity that we're all dealing with the same thing. It's all about what you do with it. So how is, you know, and you, you can obviously share what you're able to share, but how is your, how is your wife doing in this situation? Cause that seems like, I mean, to the point that like, you're going to be exposed if you're bad at, at this, this is not a thing that, that you can prepare for, so to speak. No, uh, I'm man. And, and you know, my wife, uh, pretty well. I'm, and I outkick the coverage. Uh, she, she's a, a legit <laughs> badass. Yeah. Um, and specializes in crisis management. You know, you two went to the same, uh, undergrad. Uh, she's been doing this for a long, long time at a very high level. And, uh, I'm not going to say, you know, she's certainly not enjoying it. Right. But, but she's built for this. Um, and it's been something to see. Uh, to see a, a, the biggest, the single biggest employer in Helena, Montana, and we live very near town, um, and obviously the focal point for a good number of count, counties because the rural areas in Montana are very spread out, and there aren't a lot of medical facilities, and uh, just unbelievable pressure. And you know, I mean, she's still she's working from home like so many other people, and I'll catch her, you know, cutting up a a cutting board full of strawberries for the kids for lunch. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, the kids need a snack. Like, how, how is, how is your head there? Cause if I was her, right. I'd be, I'd be running around the upstairs of the house in the office, just setting the walls on fire, <laughs> um, you know, running around in my underwear, screaming incoherently and just, just blowing stuff up. But she's handled it really, really well. Um, and is, and is continuing to work through it. Like so many other people in the medical field. Now, are you guys locked down? Is the state locked down or no? No, we have not gotten the uh, the shelter in place order. Uh, Sorry, I'm not, I'm not allowed to say lockdown. You're right, shelter in place. <laughs> is that is that not allowed? I don't, dude. I, I I don't know what the rules are anymore. So I'm just I'm going with whatever. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, we haven't gotten that yet. Uh, like I said, there've been uh, luckily to this point, as I'm talking to you right now. Uh, a limited number of cases, none of which have required hospitalization. Uh, they've had their first signs of community spread in Gallatin County, which is where you'll find Bozeman, uh, one of the bigger cities here in Montana. Yeah. Um, and I anticipate it going the same way it's going to go everywhere else. It's just we have a far smaller population. There's a, just a tick over a million people in the whole state. Um, you know, so in sheer numbers, they're just it's going to be reduced. But by percentage, that's all that matters. Right. Um, because you've only got so many beds and so many IC units, ICU units rather. So, um, I just, uh, it's, it's something that I anticipate happening, but here, uh, considering kind of how we fashioned our lives, uh, you know, I brought you up to speed on that backstage when I left Michigan to come out here to Montana was to get a little bit of space Sure, right. Um, yes. and, and a l little self-sufficiency and, you know, all the protein in the freezer was provided by, you know, a 300 short mag there in, during elk season. So, you know, we, 
I don't want to, nobody's prepared for this, but we're in an okay spot. And, um, you know, we can kind of, if the shelter in place thing came down, it really wouldn't change my day much <laughs> right. <laughs> because yes. the, the only thing I do is go to the grocery store. I don't have anywhere else to be. Um, and if I, you know, if I want to go outside and climb in the mountains, I don't see a soul. So, uh, that's been good for me and for the dogs. And how, um, how are the kids handling, what, what's, how are they handling this? Do they, do, are they aware? Cause like my eight year old is aware. My four year old just thinks it's time to play Fortnite for three weeks right. with dad. So, um, do me a favor. Don't let your four year old, uh, here, let my eight year old know they play Fortnite. Cause I've convinced <laughs> him it's a myth. <laughs> I'm like, I like that Fortnite thing's a hoax. You know, it's not even real. Yeah, right. Right. Um, it's all like... of his friends play it and I won't let him and it drives him nuts. That's funny. Um, at any rate, uh, I, you know, they've been, uh, they've been kind of hunkered down doing schoolwork. Uh, I, I'm very, very fortunate. Both kids are really, really good students. Um, we just had, uh, the deadline extended an extra couple of weeks. Uh, again, you know, we're a, a bit removed from what you guys are going through in the more urban areas. And, uh, just the other day they extended the, the closed schools another two weeks. So that'll bring us to a month. I anticipate it like everywhere else going likely through the end of the school year. Um, but what, like, so they're focused, what is, but what they're do we kind do? of focused on that? Like what, what happens if we do that? Um, well, you in know my what I mean? Case, like what, ha- my, what my, happens? My, in my case, my only worry is that I'll screw it up because the, my kids are the bizarro version of me. The parent teacher conferences <laughs> are always very positive. They're always super <laughs> stoked to have them in their class. They get really good grades. So I've had that in the back of my head that all I can do is fuck this up. Um, cause if I send them back and they can't count to potato, they're going to be like, Hey, this kid was brilliant when we sent him home. Right. With we were going to send him to do? He was eight, and we were going to give him to AP classes. And now what happened? Exactly. And now all he can do is tell me about the nuances of the Mandarin in Iron Man three and why it's actually <laughs> underappreciated in the Marvel universe. Um, <laughs> did you teach him anything? I'm like, clearly not. Um, so yeah, we're all you know we're all kind of figuring this out as we go along. I think that part of it you mentioned it earlier, being home with the kids. I think that well, you'll never get to do this again. I mean, I hope hope we never get to do this again. I know we never have to do this again, but there's an opportunity there. They're going to never forget this. This will be a foundational part of whatever they are moving forward. And so that's what I try to remind myself and just, you know, deal with what you can control, Um, you know, keep them, keep them tuned into the schoolwork and, and what they have to do there. And then make sure their downtime isn't just spent staring at a television, you know, get them outside, get them doing stuff. Um, and, and spend time with them. You know, it's stupid as, as stupid as that sounds, uh, far too many of us uh, spend our time as parents staring at our phones while our kids are staring at another screen. So, or, um, or staring you know, at us trying to get our attention, right. <laughs> or, or that, um, you know, and, and so making it, making that connection and making sure that they, when they look at you, they understand like you, you have this, right. Cause that's, I think most kids, that's all they want to see. Like they just want to look at their parents and go, You've got this under control, right? Like you're not, because if you're freaking out, we got problems. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that's uh, and that's sound advice, which I, I think for a lot of people um, can be hard at times, especially you know what what we what we've been talking about in the house is like when you go into and you did this what three years ago, right? When you go into self quarantine, right? You move away from everybody. That's yeah. one, that's one thing. When a government entity says shelter in place, it adds this level of like uncertainty and dread that you that could be hard to kind of keep in in check. You know, 
Yeah. And I think that makes the place all that much more important. Um, you know, at, at least for me, uh, you know, I, I'm in a, I'm in a really rural area where a shelter in place would mean don't drive to town unless you have to. And that's already how I live my life. <laughs> right. Like, right. When I get home on Friday night, I don't even think about going in anywhere. You know I mean? If I travel at all, it's by four wheeler, um, you know, and then, and that's, that's it. So to that end, I'm very fortunate in that this isn't that big of a change. It's just expanded recreational opportunity. Um, you know, I've definitely had to order more coffee beans, drinking more coffee. Uh, but, but other than that, it hasn't represented a, a really big change. Whereas in an urban area where you are confined and, you know, your yard isn't five acres that butts up to endless amounts of Helena National Forest, I, you know, I could certainly understand where, okay, you're telling me I have to stay here. Can I go in my yard? You right. Know, yeah, where, can exactly. I, yep. where can I burp? Because I need to do that. Um, what, do we, what am I doing? My, I'm not know, sure. Existence... I'm not sure that one makes the top 10 of the questions I have when you tell me to shelter in place, but whatever, man. <laughs> I think it should because anything coming out of your lungs is potentially a problem. Um, you know, you go ahead and chug a Coke Zero and all of a sudden you've infected the whole house. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think for for us, that part of it is going to be relatively easy because truthfully, it doesn't it doesn't change a hell of a lot about what we do. And that, that brings me back to the place. I know you and I did a, a p- version of your podcast uh, a while back. I listened to it not that long ago and you know, the, the place matters and, you know, we found ourselves in a good spot to be in this situation if such a thing exists. So I will uh, I'll sort of wind this down by asking like, what do you, uh, I mean, I know this doesn't really have a huge effect on your life, but are you, uh, what are you watching? these days that you find interesting you know i'm mostly i'm trying to unplug if i'm watching anything uh it's letter kenny got it um it's it's exactly what i I, like having being a quarter canadian um jared kiso the guy that wrote letter kenny was actually from a town about an hour from my great-grandmother's place um so that part of ontario i know a little bit and there's a lot of that humor that rings really true because they're my relatives um so you know, I, I'm watching stuff like that to distract me and, and, and trying to read a little bit. But mostly I'm just trying to stay busy. Um, you know, I've kind of built myself a little cross country track on our on our uh, acreage here behind the house. And I've got a hill that kicks my ass on a pretty regular basis. So I'm going to see how many of them things I can I can run in a row by the end of this thing, because right now about <laughs> five is it. Yeah. And I'm dead. Um, and so for me, it's about keeping active because I know if, if I sit down to watch something, I'm going to pick up my damn phone. Yeah. And and then I'm going straight to, uh, you know, the, the Twitter news feed. And then I'm going to click on the thing that's the worst thing to click on. And then I'm going to read it front to back and look at all the pictures. So uh, it, I don't I don't I try not to watch a lot of stuff. So will, will you be watching WrestleMania with no crowd? Uh, man. That's been weird, right? Right. Oh, that Steve Austin I mean, thing was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and then and then watching, uh, you know, watching AEW and Matt Hardy introduce himself to Chris Jericho with a drone, and then just stand there and make weird faces in an empty stadium. Um, yeah, it's. I think you get to to the core of of who you are. I mean, you and I have talked about it in radio. Um, you know, people that have to have certain crutches and can't live in a live environment and have to have certain things. Um, you know, the, the guys in pro wrestling, 
the ones that can make it work in this environment really need to be acknowledged. Yep. Um, the ones that can go out there and still perform and, and put together a good television show with none of what they're accustomed to. Um, it's, it's something to behold. I don't know if it's any good. I, I think I'm still stunned that they're even attempting it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in that space, especially with um, not, and I didn't expect this to be a full fledged, like, wrestling podcast but like especially with what aew was doing right before this happened right there was some momentum and people were talking about it and there was you know people who were into wrestling uh are getting more into wrestling and now it's like i don't i don't i don't know like what is this because i you know i'm I'm sort of interested in the distraction of wrestlemania but i'm not really sure if it's going to ring true in any way shape or form right like no, it's, I think, and not to, not to dig too far for, you know, more impactful metaphors, but it, I mean, you've stripped it down, you've stripped it down to its essence. And I think that's, that's what's going on everywhere. You know, we're, we're getting down to the core of who people are and what people are all about um, and what you can do and how you can perform. Um, you know, and, and again, I, I realize I'm, I'm reaching here a little bit, but the the wrestling thing is a is a perfect example of watching these guys like, OK, can you entertain me with like zero of the tools right. that you normally have? Right. Yes. You know, imagine Mick Foley coming out and going. And tonight in Cleveland, oh, there's nobody here. There, um, no one. No, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, nope. nobody to laugh at Mr. Sacco. I'm just an old fat guy um, that writes really neat books. So I, I think. um I think that's a really it, it's it's one of those indelible images as stupid as that is. I'm a 45 year old man. I shouldn't be watching pro wrestling. It's ridiculous. Um, but I'll, I'm not going to forget that. I'm not going to forget these guys coming out with the pyro and all of the, you know, uh-huh. the jumbotron and everything else. And then you're like, this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but they're still out there doing it. And, and I think doing it for the right reasons is it's some of the stuff in our lives still has to kind of be something other than a nonstop 24 seven newsfeed of this virus. For sure. My friend. Well, thank you for, uh, for checking in for a minute or two. Um, man, it's good to talk to you. It's always good to talk to you, but especially now. Yeah. It's good to talk to you too, my friend, uh, be safe, give the family my best. Um, and we will check in soon under hopefully uh, more normal circumstances. Man, that'd be great. (laughs) All right, buddy. Be well. Take it easy. See ya.